So hello and welcome. My name is Steve Nobel and today I'm speaking with Jennifer Mizell on accessing and reading the Akashic Records. Jennifer is a teacher, writer and founder of Return of the Sacred. She guides others through the process of awakening by restoring their connection to their soul essence, the eternal sacred fire. She dedicates herself to being a conduit of and an embodiment for truth, wisdom and remembering. Her work reveals how the forces of nature can be our greatest allies and teachers. By attuning to the flow of the earth and larger cosmic cycles, we connect to the greater universal whole. In Jennifer's private work, she connects the quantum field of consciousness, accessing the Akashic Records to tune into an individual's soul essence. And currently she's working on our new book, Ether Excursions into the Akashic Field, to be released winter 2019. And you can connect with her on her website, returnofthesacred.com. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Steve. It's so fantastic to be here with you. Oh, likewise. Uh, we've, we've chatted a, a number of times on a number of other subjects, but we both have a passion for the Akashic Records. Before we kind of dive deeply into it, what are the Akashic Records? Well, that's a pretty deep question, but I'm gonna, <laughs> I just want to say, since I have this opportunity, I just want to honor you because of your absolutely generous spirit, spirit at this time of Great Awakening and everything that you are doing to help people as, as a forerunner in this path, I know that I'm not the only one to say that your meditations, transmissions, all of your work and teachings are hugely impactful and beneficial, but also when I get to hear you share your story through your own interviews, it's so helpful to kind of make sense of my own journey, and, and I know I'm not the only one to say that, so I just needed to honor you first before we really dive in. <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer. Thanks very much. Well... Okay, yeah. I'm just going to breathe with this appreciation, <laughs> and uh, thank you. So, what are the Akashic? Um, I know we've both got our own take on it. What, what do you, how do you view the Akashic? How do you experience the Akashic? Well, you know, the, the easy, broad brushstroke of that is that the Akashic records specifically are the library of your soul, past, present, and future. Um, that's where we start to invoke a little bit of the mystery and the paradox of what past, present, and future actually means. But, you know, the Akashic Records, there's a lot of terms that uh, are and names for the Akashic field, the Akashic Records. You know, it's the the zero point field, it's the cosmic mind, it's the collective unconscious, it's the A field, the Psi field, you know, so many different terms the Akashic field and the Akashic records, the field is the larger space and the Akashic records is the individuation, the, the thread of a soul's consciousness throughout time. You know, I see, I see the Akashic field and the quantum cosmic mind as, as fabric, you know, fabric throughout the space-time continuum. And each individual soul is a thread throughout that space-time continuum weaving throughout past, present, and future. What's cool is, is that that level of consciousness, I see that that thread, that, that filament that weaves through time has its own essence, if you will. Mm. And mm. when we can tap into that space, we tap into our soul essence, our divine blueprint. You know, we're all here to be an individuation of divinity playing on this playground. And, and that's what the, the Akashic Records hook us into. For, for me, and the way that I work with the records, um, is, is it taps us into your core essence and your soul 
blueprint for how can you be an, a full expression of your soul here at this time on this journey. Wonderful. That's great. I love the, the idea of thinking of it as a kind of fabric, a thread weaving through and I mean, uh -huh. the, the blueprint totally. I mean, some people have described this perhaps a bit archaically as a kind of cosmic bank account where all actions, you know, like there's the kind of money going in and the money going out type of thing when you've been a kind of good boy or good girl and not such a good boy, or good girl. Do you don't subscribe to that kind of metaphor? I believe it's a really living, breathing field that's always changeable, you know, and so I don't subscribe to that metaphor because when we step into this awareness and, you know, in the third dimension, time is linear. It's a linear construct. And when you start to witness that past, present and future are all happening, this is that mind candy, right? That, that past, present and future are happening simultaneously. Mm. You know, there, there's that, that wonderful paradox that we bump into in all esoteric principles that, yes, it's, it's recording everything, but it's also infinite. And what is happening in the now is changing and morphing. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's that living, breathing field that's always changeable and the possibilities are endless. So you do have a past, present, and future, but it's also infinitesimal into what the opportunities are, what you can accomplish, where you've been, and where you're going. So the, accessing the records is not about finding our fate, our destiny that can't be changed, it's fixed, and we just have to realize it and flow with it. Is there a kind of interchange between fate, perhaps fate could be called pre-choice, and mastery, creating our own <laughs> destiny? Well, it's such a tricky topic, right? So when if you have a psychic or a medium or a fortune teller state what's happening in your future, is that is that actually telling you your future or is it creating your future right yeah, yeah. so that's that, that big mystery uh, you know going to a doctor and a doctor says you have three months to live is that creating your future or telling you something that's faded yeah. and again we bump into that that paradox but the way i in working with my clients in in working with my own records there are times you can get a glimpse of the future and, and, and I like to say it's, it's as, if, as if you're sort of in an airplane. When, you're, when we're talking about sort of a future perspective, it's, in, it's like you're in an airplane, you're 30,000 feet in the air, and you're looking down and you see all the, the rivers and the tributaries that stem off of the main flow of a body of water. And, and, and that to me is what destiny is, that there's always, there's, there's multiple options. You can branch off into different directions. Some of those flows will take you on a meandering, winding, circuitous path that leads nowhere. Or, you know, some is, a, is like a, you know, a scenic road. And then there's like that larger river, that's the, the, that larger flow of, of that, that divine destiny where, where, where your divinity wants you to, to flow to, to, to be that highest expression. And when I'm working in the records and people ask the future questions, we can get a glimpse of how close are you to that real flow, to that core essence of who you, your potential is, or are you sort of, you know, off in the weeds somewhere, you know? Mm, yeah, totally. <laughs> well, I just want to share briefly a little story I had, because I first came across the Akashic Records, but in the mid-90s, I hit a problem, and um, I'd been doing spirituality for a few years, and I thought cleverly that I should do a talk on it you know I should step out and you know and, and do something and I, I did it with a friend who was much more experienced than me but when it came to doing the talk I was gripped in this terror and it, I, all I could say it was like a terror it's beyond like anxiety or fear it was just a terror 
And I really struggled through that talk. I, I didn't do what I, I promised my, my friend I was going to do. And when I came home, I was even stopped by the police. They were convinced I was some kind of criminal and they must have been picking up on the energy of me. So my then girlfriend took me to this Akashic reader healer. And she basically was checking with pendulums and charts and said, yes, you've been killed for speaking your truth. You've been tortured here and there and all this kind of stuff, which has been like why my unconscious might be terrified of stepping out. But then afterwards she said, yes, but on the other side of that, there's all these gifts. You've been a high priest or high priestess in Atlantis a few times and you have all these gifts of magic and extra. And I just came away completely dazed, you know, by all this information. But I think the question for me about is it fate or destiny or or are we got mastery was hearing it actually changed everything because I did another talk a few weeks later and it was all gone all that stuff was gone I was much more in line with who I was so it wasn't that it was almost like the opposite of going to a doctor saying you've got three months to live here was a someone Mm -hmm. saying you've got this amazing gifts use it go don't worry about all these blocks and and I did I, I listened to her and I did so that was my beginnings of the Akashic and I was just completely mesmerized and then I trained in the whole thing because I thought this is incredible so how did you come across the Akashic it's 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 similar and different it was 2005 for me I was desperately unhappy in my first career as a fashion designer and I began working with a healer and this healer was one of those people you meet in your life that is a spiritual catalyst for you. And looking back, that was what I would say was my first spiritual awakening, my work with this healer, uh, that first spiritual awakening being a lot easier and more blissful than (laughs) all the subsequent ones. But he, that healer gave me permission. It was really just in working with this person, he gave me permission to embrace my soul's purpose as my path. And that being to be a healer, a metaphysician, someone who is a conduit to the more subtle realms and can access the ancient future wisdom. Um, you know, in around that time and working with this healer, I would just bolt out of bolt out of bed at 5 a.m. in the morning and I would I would I was I'd never done this before, but I would just do this automatic writing and just words would start pouring out of my pen onto paper all around the nature of consciousness. I had no idea at the time, this was 2005, I had no idea who was speaking to me, what was speaking to me. I didn't know to ask. It was just, um, but I knew it was beyond me. I knew that I was simply a vessel for something to come through. And about a year after that, I'm back with this healer. We're in a guided meditation and, um, Again, one of my first real visions in the meditative space where I was, I entered this room. And in this room, there were scrolls hanging that were, you know, a story, you know, 30, 30, 40 feet in the air, about a meter wide, and, and just hanging ceiling to floor, layered back. I looked down this hallway, and these scrolls were hanging on through infinity. I I stepped toward the scroll to read what it said, and it was some sort of script that I I had no access to be able to read. Mm. I came out of that meditation, and I explained to the healer what I saw, and he said, you were in your Akashic Records. Mm. And I, at that point, I'd been studying esoteric teaching since I was a young adult. I knew that Akasha meant ether, 
Uh, I did not know at that point about the Akashic Records, but when he said the phrase Akashic Records, it was like a light, uh, an etheric light bulb went off. I remember it very distinctly. It was like a, a light bulb went off and a soul code or program turned on and dropped down into my body. Hmm. And from there, the, you know, there's that magic and the, the synchronicities started happening. I returned home and lo and behold, near my house, someone was offering a, a workshop on how to open your Akashic records. That moved very swiftly for me taking the work deeper into learning how to work with other people's Akashic records. And over time, just really, it, it just unfolded very naturally to me and word of mouth clients would come to me. And, you know, I still had my job in the fashion industry at that time. <laughs> so mm. I didn't, I didn't talk about it. I didn't talk about it at work. You know, I would, I was sort of in that spiritual closet of, you know, this is what I do and I can't, that's too crazy to tell people. And, and, um, and then it's just grown, you know, over, over the past, you know, decade or more, and in 2012, the field really shifted where I've become into, I've come into relationship with it. I've deepened my intimacy with it. And it just, it challenges me, it opens me. And, you know, I really see it as a platform and an access point where, for which we, you know, we can not only access our soul's library and wisdom, but we can gain access, obviously, to so much more, our star lineages, uh, past and future lives, ancient future technologies. To me, it's really a platform for enveloping our higher awareness to multidimensional consciousness. Wow. What's an example of the kind of information that can be accessed here? You can you can use in incredibly practical ways, you know, you know, any life, you know, any day to day decision, uh, you know, I like to say, let's have a little bit of reverence when they're in the space. So don't ask stupid questions of the space, you know, hold, hold some intelligence around it. But, you know, making career choices, trying to understand what might be blocking you from moving forward in something. Why do I bump into this seemingly uh, cyclical pattern in my relationships or my life in terms of love or money or, you know, who knows? Uh, um, but where it gets really juicy for me is we can start to use the records to again point out our our more divine destiny our our the openness to to possibilities and our unique soul's essence because there is something that each of us hold as a unique expression that no one of you know if we can pull that unique expression of ourselves through um, no one else can do that. No one else that is living, breathing throughout time or space and history can do exactly what you do. And so that is what I love to use the records for as, you know, why do you go to a library? You go for, you know, we, for, we don't go to libraries anymore. Maybe yeah, <laughs> we go yeah. to Google. Right. So what do you go to Google for? You're, 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 rec <laughs> you're learning to, um, you know, you need reference on things. Maybe you're starting a project and you need inspiration you need to gather your inspiration to pull a project or a vision through. Um, it's it's my multi-dimensional coaching team. These are the the these are light beings that that are that exist within the records that can coach, reframe, um, you know, turn you toward the more optimistic perspective on things. I call my team the board of directors. You know, they're my they're my board. They're my my allies that kind of guide me in making my my 
my work decisions. They help me pull through all the teachings that I deliver and all my trainings over the past years. And I think that's really important is we all need to be hooked into a higher perspective right now as this third dimensional construct is doing its dismantling and dissolution. Some people need to hold a higher perspective. And I don't mean, you know, as a way of spiritual bypassing, but when something needs to change, you need people operating from a more creative genius perspective to pull forth a new vision, a new earth, a new dynamic, a new way of existing. Do you think people need special gifts to begin to train in this work or is it a matter of simply training or both? You know, there are gifted people that need to bring it out through through training. Yes, yes. I mean, we have, we've had people throughout history, the avatars who visited the planet, Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, Abraham, um, you know, who are holding a higher frequency of awareness that are just coexisting in that in that higher mind space. Throughout time, you know, the people who are the mystics, the seers, the oracles, um, they're holding that higher mind perspective because that's, you know, the shamans, that's what they're here to do as, as their soul's purpose in that life. Um, you know, mediums, psychics, creatives, they're all, you know, the creative process is very much pulling in the Akashic field. And so, you know, we all have access to it. It's, it's a field that is always around us. It's unseen. It's always talking to us. The question is, if we're creating the space to listen and you know we all have what i call shower moments or windshield moments where you're kind of zoning out in the shower or you're zoning out on a road trip and you're you're kind of on automatic and your monkey mind quiets and then there's this whisper of something else that can finally break through and it's those download moments and that is the Akashic field where the higher self and that genius of your soul expression can finally get through all the monkey mind and your chatter to say something profound. And so, you know, I think there are those of us, you know, obviously me, you, that are, are more naturally inclined to tap into this subtle realm. Mm. But right now it is so, it's talking to us. It wants to be engaged with. Irvin Laszlo, one of the you know contemporaries of the Akashic field who's written numerous books on, on this, on the, on the field itself, he called 2012 the dawn of the Akashic age. And I really do feel that now the vibration of the, star seeds the light workers the people are here to really tap into their higher soul potential at this time it's 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 much easier to access but it's an infinite space it's incredibly vast and so we need one to have an understanding of it that's grounded and not sort of just some sort of spiritual fluff but to also understand how to navigate how to get into that space in a clear protected way because it's expansive it's infinite and we know when we move into those expanded spaces there's all sorts of things we can bump into so we do need um guidance and and we need to hone it over time it's like anything you're building relationship with it and and it changes and it always changes for me it just gets deeper and it grows so i know you're going to be running a course on access and, and reading the akashic can you say something about this course who's it for the kind of structure of yeah. it yeah yeah so that's uh called the ether course ether being the term for akasha in sanskrit and it is 
a foundational course where we are, it's, it's part teaching and I'm giving you a transmission, an invocation to access your Akashic records. And so it is working with you over a period of six weeks to understand the field, understand what your unique connection is to the field. I teach you how to access the, your Akashic record and through various processes and exercises and journaling work, we start connecting you to a connect to your connection with your Akashic records, your Akashic record keepers through asking them questions and bringing forth information. And, and it's a, it's very beautiful to see what happens with my clients in that space and, and the students that take this course, because you're, you're given, um, a key really that unhooks and unlocks a, a clear channel of of access to your higher wisdom and um yeah <laughs> right thank you i guess we will be uh letting people know more about that course in the meantime do check out return of the sacred.com and jennifer thanks so much for this chat with me today you're welcome steve it's been great to be here with you and thank you